Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that some believe is all that is keeping former Today Show host Matt Lauer alive. That's right, the rumors are that Matt now lives in a small shack on the outskirts of Connecticut, growing kidney beans for food and drinking his own urine to survive. All while listening to new episodes of this very podcast. Matt, we wish you the best. But first, this is Today on NBC. What happens when an ominous voice follows you from location to location? Is the voice meant to be a warning of things to come or a veiled threat of impending doom? That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. And yes, 855-853-4802 is our phone number to share your real ghost stories with us here on the program. We would love to hear them. And uh, if you like the show, you want access to all of our bonus episodes, all of our advanced episodes, uh, and all of it commercial-free, then sign up to be an extra podcast person. And now... You can also be an extra podcast person through Apple Podcasts. We have the option there now. So if you use Apple Podcasts, which about 80% of you do, you can now become an EPP directly through Apple Podcasts. Uh, And you can even try being an EPP for three days free. So check it out. Just press the three-day free thing. And then uh, after that, you can become a a yearly or a a monthly member ghostpodcast.com also there. And of course, through Patreon, patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Todd with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on. So when you sit down to write the Robert stack stuff, Mm -hmm. like, do you have to think about it or does that stuff just roll off your, off your brain? It's a lot of randomness that rolls off my brain. I kind of like got to pick an idea, like a direction and that direction could just be like someone's name, uh, like B. Arthur. Okay, B. Arthur. Now, what's how are we going to have Robert talking about B. Arthur? What's the 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 theme here in this? Um, and so I, I came up with one for that. That's going to be on an intro on uh, tomorrow's show. <laughs> um, what was today? Today was uh, Matt, Matt Lauer. Lauer Matt so Lauer. Matt Lauer. Okay, what's going on with Matt Lauer that can connect Matt Lauer to? <laughs> He's out, he's up uh he's out growing kidney beans. <laughs> he's growing kidney beans, drinking his own urine, and the, oh. the one thing he has to look forward to now is listening to this podcast. So Matt, we wish you well. But first, I mean, come on, the guy had every the, the guy had everything in his life and now he's got I don't know, pretty much nothing. And <laughs> I know. You, when you, for some reason, you know, uh growing kidney beans is a very funny phrase to say so hats off to you for that thank you you just go random and just whatever kind of comes comes it's it's great fun and and can be kind of disturbing too because they're like how the hell did i come up with that (laughs) (laughs) and i always have to like also because i've always found utterly hilarious and you know that this from way back in radio uh in the 90s uh, when we were together I, i always had this this I always found animals and people relationships hilarious. Like the idea of someone like in love with their pet and, and making love with their pet. And I, I, so yeah, I have a lot of bestiality jokes. Cause I don't know, for some reason that just, it seems to be like one of the most absurd things to me. And I think that's why 
I just find it more humorous because it's so. I think of all the stuff, of all the stuff you pulled out of your pocket back in the day, that was the stuff that probably concerned me the most about you. <laughs> it was great, you know. Telemarketers would call the radio, and that was always fun when the telemarketers called, and uh, they'd be like, "You know, would you be interested?" And be like, "Yeah, hang on one second. Oh, 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 my God. Yeah, then you have like some sound effect of a dog barking or what a goat. Goats were always funny. And then you right. get back over to it. And they're like, uh, sir, what exactly um, are you okay? And are you still interested? Because we can still make this happen. Like they would continue on with their spiel no matter what. And that was always fun to kind of screw. Oh, shit. <laughs> I still have some of those things on real or something somewhere. I have a couple of them. We got to get those things digitalized and, yeah. and uh, digitized or whatever they call it and uh, and have them stored someplace. I got to get a reel for to future reel. generations. Yeah, I yeah. need to get a reel to reel player so I can get them off because I have no way of, of getting things off those tapes. But <clears throat> yeah. I see them at antique stores every now and then. 855 853 4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go over to our first uh, caller or first letter of the day, rather. Uh, it says, uh, hey, Tony, Carol, Todd, and of course, Harper, I usually like to call in, but uh, you did so well with my last write-in that I thought I might begin mixing it up. I recently binged out on seven new advanced episodes that you posted, and it was all Harper Day as she was filling in for Carol. I'm now undergoing therapy for a reoccurring nightmare in which I'm riding piggyback on a kangaroo while eating a BLT with extra mayo. Thank God it's not Miracle Whip. And sporting an oversized cowboy hat. Well, this is almost as random as the shit that I come up with. Right? Yeah. The kangaroo eventually manages to throw me off as I'm falling into the fires of hell and I wake up in a cold sweat. If I'm fortunate enough to get back to sleep, it begins again. Only this time, the kangaroo is eating the BLT. On a more serious note, something very odd occurred while I was listening to the Cardinal Messages episode and a girl was telling a story about doing an exact or about doing an extra credit project for high school which involved visiting museums in Washington DC and reporting on it. She was telling a story about seeing something on the street after exiting a museum and the call started breaking up. I got up to get some coffee and as I was standing in the kitchen I heard her say, "I don't know if you have ever seen the movie as before she said the title it came into my head stigmata it was like a voice but not a voice and not a result of any thought process in my head there wasn't time for that it was just bizarre i saw the film stigmata when it came out over 20 years ago but i remember very little about it and i didn't hear the caller describing the virgin mary statue seen with the blood the next story has me convinced that the spirit or spirits that have shared the last three of our four homes with me has also spent some time in my travel trailer in the Outer Banks. I stayed there for seven days in early June. I was on the couch reading one night when I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. This can opener sitting on the edge of the kitchen counter sink uh, near the sink was slowly moving as if someone was pushing on the end of it. Shortly after it stopped, a pan in the sink started moving as if someone was holding the handle and turned it a few inches. I immediately got my 
recorder and begin an EVP session. I ran it for three minutes. In the very first few seconds, I heard whispering, just as if someone was standing within a few feet and whispering to someone. Then, at the halfway mark, I heard my last name spoken by a male in a deep voice. Owens. Did not feel threatened, and that was it. I did a few more recordings prior to leaving, but got nothing. I stayed again for 12 days at the end of June until July 5th and had no incidents. A few days later, two female friends asked if they could stay at the trailer for a week. I agreed. They went down on the 15th of July. I mentioned nothing to them about my experiences in June, but by all accounts, they had a great time. Did a little fishing, hit the beach several times, and consumed large amounts of beverage. However, I got a note from one of the girls when she returned home. This is the note word for word. Tom, there are ghosts in this RV. This is not a joke. I'm holding my phone and something keeps pulling on it. It is literally moving in my hand. I thought at first the cat got it and was tugging on the cord, but it's not there. Have you had anything happen to you here? Very scary. It's like something is trying to take it from my hand. My phone is moving and I'm not doing it. One other quick note before I go. I have a small painting that my sister painted, a boat at sea. I keep it propped at the top of a large frame mirror that sits on my bedroom dresser. It's fallen off the mirror on several occasions when I start an EVP session or try to turn on my spirit box or even when I send something related to these experiences through a friend or a podcast like Real Ghost Stories Online. I'm listening for it as I type. Sometimes falls when I return home from a trip as I'm walking in the door. I think it's just to say hello. I haven't forgotten you. Thanks. <clears throat> a lot in that. Um, I'm still kind of intrigued by the BLTs. Yeah, how a kangaroo uh, comes to eat a BLT and then he ends ends up in hell or something like that. That's crazy stuff. And yes, it does sound like something you would come up with just yeah. off the cuff. But I mean, I could see that being an enjoyable experience if you're riding a kangaroo. Who doesn't like a good BLT? Were you guys talking about any of that stuff on the podcast? Like no. ma Mayo versus Miracle Whip or anything like that? Um, I'm sure in the last 10 years it's come up, <laughs> but not, not to my knowledge, not that I remember, wow. but crazy stuff yeah. regarding the other stuff. I mean, you know, you know, it's interesting when you have experiences and then you have people who are not aware of the experiences you've had, like in this case, have similar things happen to them. It's, it's really a validating thing on both sides because a lot of times I think when people experience things, they start to question themselves and they're like, well, this can't be, you know, what am I mm -hmm. thinking? A can opener sliding across the, the counter doesn't make a lot of sense. But then a friend is staying at your place. You haven't shared any of those stories and all of a sudden they're having very similar things happen. So a very validating story. Yeah, very, very much so. I just picturing like the the phone cord and you, that would be very strange you look down and it's being tugged and it's like what the hell i i don't think i'd be standing there honestly i think i'd have freaked out and ran i would have been out of there very very fast absolutely no i wouldn't be still there like as i'm doing this like no no back to our conversation in just a second first i need to thank our supporter today lachia love this stuff i have been really trying to change my diet up i've so far uh lost quite a few pounds i'm looking for healthier ways of doing things 
doing things. And uh, Lachia has been one of those things, especially when it comes to dairy products. I, I found out I don't necessarily handle them very well. And I'll leave it at that. Um, and uh, Lachia has really been kind of a godsend for coffee creamers or just when I want a cup of of milk. Uh, Lachia, I can pour a cup and enjoy it. Uh, it's lactose free. It's gluten free. It's palm oil free. It's uh, it's non GMO. It's perfect for coffee, cereal, smoothies, baking, cooking, uh, or just like I said, by itself. I grew up in Wisconsin. I drank a lot of milk, uh, and I still love that. I still, but I'm, I'm trying to cut a lot of the dairy out. Lachia is is such a lifesaver uh, when it comes to that, especially with milk. I don't like dark coffee. I need some sort of a a, a creamer. And I don't want a chemical one. I don't want this. It's just, it's so good. Uh, most plant-based milk, it's full of sugar, provides no nutritional benefit. If you've tried them uh, as a key staple in our and our kids' diets, this leaves a lot of room for improvement. So I love Lachia's milk because it is zero grams of sugar. It's rich in those brain and heart-healthy omega-3. So you really feel good about, uh, about having it. Uh, it's also keto, too, which is pretty nice. Highest quality macadamia nuts and chia seeds used in this. It, uh, Like I said, it checks all the boxes for me. Check it out for yourself. It is available on Amazon. Lachia is available on uh, Amazon. And uh, our listeners here today can get yourself an exclusive discount. Go to Amazon.com and use code 25OFFGHOST. So the number 25OFFGHOST. And uh, you get yourself... That uh, that discounts on all the Chia products. That's Amazon.com and use code 25OFFGHOST to check out to get yourself that discount. 25OFFGHOST on Amazon with Lachia. Um, 855-853-4802 is our number. Let's go to another letter. It says, hi, guys. I've been listening to your podcast for about a month now, and I'd like to say how thankful I am that I found your show may sound crazy, but hearing your banter and comments make me feel relaxed and calm. You have saved me from sadness and loneliness. Well, thank you. My stories are not really scary. I categorize them instead as alarming. Not really sensitive to the paranormal, but I do get my share of what was that moments. My father died back when I was in college. We had his casket in a funeral home and we stayed there with him for about a week, I believe. I'm not sure if Westerners do that, where the family would be in the funeral home with their dead loved ones, and that's where they would all receive condolences. The family would make makeshift beds out of the church benches. Uncomfortable, but it's not a practice to bring those foldable beds. One night, me and my family chose the benches closest to the casket as our beds for the night. No one slept using the benches at the back of the funeral home. We were all laying down quietly, and suddenly we heard a loud bang at the back of the funeral home. We looked and one of the benches was out of alignment. These benches were long and heavy. If someone had come in, we'd have heard it because the doors were creaky and needed a bit of force to open. It kind of freaked us out, so we loudly called out to my dad and told him that we're all here and he could knock it off with the scary tactics. The night before, we would cremate him. Myself and two of my friends were outside the funeral home and spent the whole night just chatting. The home was placed beside a church, so there's a usual statue of Christ and Mother Mary. We sat about a couple of feet away from a Mother Mary statue. Out of the corner of my eye, a small bright light quickly passed by the statue and made a sharp turn going back to the statue. 
When it registered to me what happened, I asked my friends, did you see that? To which they replied, yes. What did you see? I said, I saw a small ball of light. What they saw was a man going in the same direction that I said. I'm glad that I don't see full apparitions or hear disembodied voices and that my worst enemy is my imagination. I'm amazed that I'm listening to scary stories without losing sleep and having disturbing dreams. But I have respect for things that we don't understand but believe in. Really enjoy your show. When my finances are okay, I will register as an EPP. Thoughts on that one? You know, sometimes uh, I've seen people talk about like your point of view can make a specific incident in life very different for someone else. Just because you're standing on a different corner of the street, you see an accident in a different way, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. And that just lends itself to the story about the light. You know, this individual saw a ball of light, probably some sort of orb or something like that. Mm -hmm. And yet other people who experienced basically the same thing actually saw like a man or the outlook of a man or something like that. Yeah. And and it's it's just interesting how, again, um, you know, in everyday life, we all have different points of view of the same thing. Even in when you talk about paranormal stuff and ghosts, mm-hmm. the experience, while it may be the exact same instance, um, is very different for each person. And that's what stood out to me. Besides that, who, who, what, what, what religion, which continent do people hang out for seven days or whatever it is in a funeral home? Because I, I am not going there. I don't know. I mean, in, you know, we have like wakes and stuff where everybody gets together and kind of views the body and then in Wisconsin go and drink heavily together. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, the idea of like living in there like that, that's, I don't know. That would be creepy. That'd be very yeah, creepy. I don't think I could do it. I wonder, like, do, I wonder if, like, funeral homes here uh, have like experience in that. Like, every once in a while, somebody requests to do that because that's their family. That's the way that their family does things. You know, that's a good point. And I would be. I'm actually very interested in knowing where the. Uh, the writer of that was from the letter and and yeah. also like if 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 they would i would assume that they would try and accommodate different uh yeah you know different religions or different thought processes on that kind of stuff they should start doing it like spa packages at the funeral home where here you, we go everybody sit back this is going to be good you go in there and it's it's like a, it's like a, it's an overnight stay for the closest loved ones of whoever's dead and and they make it like and then you have a candlelit dinner with your deceased loved one, like literally they're in the room and then there's a chef that prepares uh flambe for you right there. They flambe some, uh, uh, some bananas foster or something. And then, uh, and there's a violinist uh, and it's the, their favorite music of the deceased and all that. <laughs> and, and, and Manny, Manny and Petty's for everybody. Yes, and when they do yes. the corpses makeup, then the women get their, their makeover too. Everybody does it at the same time. They put the court. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's it's a weekend of pam- your last weekend of pampering with your loved one. <laughs> you get a DJ for the party. Yes. It's almost like a wedding, but just the opposite. <laughs> We're a new kind of funeral home. I bet he could probably uh, probably get some customers. 
<laughs> you know what? We talked about this on an, on, a, on an episode not yeah. that long ago where we were going to do like a club or something like that with a DJ yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. It, I like that idea. I, I, it keeps coming back. I think. I think ultimately, what we end up doing is we end up owning a funeral home together. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, stranger things. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number. Let's go to a caller. Hi. Hi, it's the past again. Now, I don't know if I told you this story or not, but it's, I call it the case of the disappearing baby. I'll put it this way. We're close to all of our relatives, but they're based down in Kentucky while we're here up in Ohio. And ever so often, we would go down to my dad's oldest brother, and he had some kids, too, my cousins, and we'd play with them, have so much fun running around, rolling down hills, riding horses, running through killer fields, where you get the gist. When we grew up with them, we came really close to them. And we go, like I said, to visit and stay for at least once a week and um, go back home. But um, the years go by, time keeps on slipping into the future, as the saying goes. And we all grew up and one day we got a call. Well, my oldest cousin just got married. Yay, tell him congratulations. And he, he said he would, my uncle said he would. And then six or seven months later, hey, guess what? I'm going to be a grandpa. And we said, yay, call us with any information. Well, they called us, of course, later on that the baby had been born and it was a little baby boy. Oh, cool. We'll be down as soon as everything's settled, and I can get off from work, my dad said. Well, he managed about a month later after the baby was born to get some time off. and um, But he it was only a quick time off. So we all rushed up, go up to my uncle's house, and everybody was doing an all over the baby. It looked like my cousin, of course. And... Um, we took pictures with what the young kids wouldn't understand. The ones that took pictures, but you couldn't see the picture right away. You had to send a roll in the mail. Oh, I'm telling my age there. Well, we got that flow finished, and we got that's I gotta get home, so I'll get some rest before the next day's work. So they said okay. Well, at least we got to see the new baby. So we ran all out and we get ready to go in the car. And my sister, oh, I got my Polaroid, the one that does the instant pictures with the liquid in the front, and it squishes, and it shows what it's, you pointed it at. Well, we took the time out to take a picture of my cousin, me, and my sister. My brother took, my younger brother took the picture of us, and then we're all looking at the baby, and then my sister ran and he took a picture of my nephew, or my cousin, um, looking at his son, holding in his blanket, looking so proud. Well, down we, she gets back in the car, down the road we're going, noticed on curvy roads. Good thing my sister screeched when we was on the straight part. And she goes, Mommy, Mom. My mom goes, My word, child, what was that screaming about? Look, look, look. And she hands the pictures to my mom, and she goes, Oh, no, that's a prediction. 
And she goes, oh, I hope it's not true. So we go on home. We're all quiet. We'd, we're usually kind of a road boat, you kid, on the road, but we was all quiet. And Mom sent the rollout to the processor to get. And she, when it came back, she her fingers were shaking when she opened up for the pictures. And she goes through them. Of course, we had to take every picture. Christmas, birthdays. We were poor. We couldn't afford that off to get our pictures taken. <laughs> and she's going through the pictures now, and then she dropped the pictures. Lo and behold, on all of the pictures, we took the baby inside the house. Us looking at the baby, his grandma sitting there and all looking at it. All she's doing is holding the blanket. And all we're doing is staring at nothing. Mom says, oh, no. And she goes, she starts to cry, oh, no. Tell me it's not so. Well, I say about two months later, we get a cousin, call from my cousin. The dad's baby says, we come from Kentucky, and we're going to my wife's cousin's. They wanted to see the baby. Where are we? And he explained where he was, and my dad went and got him. They stopped by our house to show us the baby again. And we noticed it was fussy. Didn't feel too good. And Mom was like, why don't you take the baby on home and make another trip later? Well, this is the only time we could do it. Mom goes, oh, I'm worried. Of course, we didn't show them the pictures. Um, but they took the baby on up to her cousins or whoever her relatives was. And we get a call from him. Can you call my mom and dad? We won't be back for a little while. The baby's in the hospital sick. Mom gasped. Well, tell him. Well, I don't remember if it made back to Kentucky or if it did. It passed away in the hospital. And we were all so very upset. And as irony of it is, just before they left our last place, we got off the old Polaroid, and my sister's holding the baby in the back of the fence that shows our house. And she's looking down at the baby so pretty and holding it. And the baby's looking at her straight in the eyes and smiling. Maybe it knew something we didn't because of 2016, my sister died. And let me explain that to you. Well, the baby, first grandchild, first child, well, my sister, first child, first grandbaby, born on the first, died on the first. Had to be something weird about that. Well, I'm sorry if you heard the story before, but that's a little upkeep of it. Well, you guys keep safe, and God bless you, one and all. <laughs> She's, uh, she likes to call herself the pest, but uh, I always love her calls and her stories. Wow. I mean, the first thing I'm thinking of in the back of my mind is vampire baby, obviously. I mean, if you can't see it in pictures and all that kind of stuff, yeah, that kid's going to be sucking blood at uh, like five or six years old. That's creepy. What a sad story, though. Then the child passes away. Yeah. And, you know, again, do they still... I always have questions that I want answered, like, do they still have pictures? Is there still pictures of this proof of the baby not showing up and all that? Yeah. You know, that's the kind of stuff you'd want to put in a museum someplace. That was like back to the future-ish. <laughs> you know, like things on the pictures bit, yeah. changing and yeah. That's bizarre. It's bizarre. Thank you for sharing that one with us. Uh, 
4802, our uh, phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go uh, over to this one. Hi. Hi, my name is Jesse. I am calling about something that happened to me when I was a kid. So I've always been really strong with the paranormal activity, so on and so forth. Ever since I was a kid, I, I used to see my grandmother who passed away and so on and so forth. So I've always, you know, had that third eye, I guess. So when I was a kid, my we lived in a small neighborhood. So everybody knew everybody. And down the street from me had a cemetery. And the cemetery was huge. There was a lot of unmarked graves that always came with the heebie-jeebies. I mean, all cemeteries do, but this one specifically, I did not like going in it. So I'm at my house. All my all my girlfriends are there. It's summer, and all the boys had gone off with my brother's best friend, and all the boys stayed over there. I have a bunch of brothers, and they all they all went there too. So there's girls at my house, boys a couple blocks down, the opposite way of the cemetery. So all of us girls were sitting outside, and we're just hanging out. It's middle of the night. It's summer, so we're laying in the yard, looking at the stars, talking to each other. And then suddenly we hear screaming from the cemetery. So immediately we all shut up and we get real quiet. And then we hear the screaming again. It sounds like my brother he starts screaming, Jessica, 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 help me, Jessica. And it sounded just like my big brother. So I'm freaking out. I'm about to take off towards the cemetery, but then I stop and I'm like, but my brother's not down there. And I keep hearing it. And we can see somebody standing in the middle up the cemetery because like I said I was right down the street from it and it, he, my brother's voice just kept screaming my name screaming my name so I called him I called him on the cell phone and he answers hello what's up Danny where are you I'm at Sean's and I can hear the TV in the background but at the same time I can hear his voice echoing down the street from the cemetery he hears it over the phone he says what is that I don't know. I thought it was you. Get inside now. So I grab all my friends. We run inside. I went to bed. I, I was like, I'm not, no, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> not happening. So I went to bed. And the next day, one of the neighbor girls came down. They're like, hey, did you hear that screaming? Was that your brother? Is he okay? So it's not just us that heard it. It's everybody that's on the street. And at that cemetery, a bunch of weird stuff has always happened. There was a group of people that died in the cemetery at the time. And there's people that have gotten hurt in the cemetery. You know, kids going, thinking that they're being cute, going to the cemetery, falling in random holes, breaking their legs. It's very not good. Shapes have been seen. People, they ended up building an iron chain link fence around. And after a certain time, you can't go in. But that's my story. I just thought I'd share it with you since you guys seem to have really good insight. I'm enjoying your show. Um, I'm going to be signing up to your subscription, and I'm going to spread the word. I'd like to keep hearing about you all. So, all right. Well, I hope you guys, you know, have a good day. Thank you for listening to my story. Thanks for that. That's a great cemetery story. I, I was just thinking about how much you and I love cemeteries, and it's for me, it's that time of year when I need to go back to uh, Rianzi and check it out again. But yeah, you know, it's so funny. I, you know, some people will say, "Well, there's no energy in a cemetery. Why would they? Why would there be energy in a cemetery?" I feel just the opposite. I think every cemetery kind of has its own personality, just like a human being does. 
Yeah. And and a, and a lot of it is based on the land, based on the uh, the people who are buried there and the stories that they've held. So, you know, I think every 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 cemetery has their own story. This one just sounds like it's a little badass. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm picturing Ryanzi as she's telling this. And it's kind of my go-to cemetery, but this one sounds very interesting. And the idea that there's this screaming that's coming out of there that sounds like her brother. It's like trying to lure her in. And yeah, it's like, what? what is these people who have died in the cemetery? My question would be, if we knew, you know, why did they go in there? Were they lured in in some way, shape or form as well? Right. Sounds like a road trip, though, doesn't it? It does. I want to know where the cemetery is. Exactly. And then I want to go in into the middle of the night. Uh, all right. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, if you like the show, hey, become an extra podcast person. You can now do that through Apple Podcasts. You can even try three days free. Just uh, look for that uh, on our page on Apple Podcasts. You can also, of course, become an EPP through ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories get access to all the bonus episodes advanced episodes and more it is all there for you until next time for todd and tony thanks for listening to real ghost stories online <laughs>